the Practical Idealist Podcast, aligning what is good with what is possible. I'm your host, Allison Bueller, Director of the Homestead Education Center in Starkville, Mississippi. Our focus on this show is real change that improves health, home, and community. One of my very favorite times of the year is between the winter solstice and the new year. For our family, Christmas falls in between which is still a magical time at our house where even the big boys' eyes light up and they get too excited to go to sleep. My oldest is 14 this year, Ben is 12, and Cecilia, the queen of Christmas magic, is nine years old this year. You'll probably hear them in the background of this recording. They're off for winter break and we're about to head to Orange Beach with my parents. There's no line between reality and magic for my daughter right now and she's sure that she'll be getting an owl on her 11th birthday telling her that she's bound for Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. For Harry Potter fans, you'll know exactly what that means. And I love watching her in her belief. I love the coziness of the season too. Everything comes in. It shrinks to a tree and a fireplace and our kitchen and the kitchens of friends and family. Our family celebrates the birth of a baby who brought light to the world. And I think I would love this story, even if it weren't the one I, were raised, I was raised on. There's something so tender about mothers and babies appearing against a backdrop of tyrants in a cruel world. I'd love to see how you celebrate the season. Tweet to us at Allison Bueller MS, or send us an email at thehomesteadms at gmail.com. But what I love most about these shortest days is taking the time to look back on the old year to see what wisdom it brought, if any, and to lean hopefully into the next. I'm glad you've joined me. This program is brought to you by the Homestead Education Center, a nonprofit organization in Starkville, Mississippi. Our online and on-site information, events, and workshops are supported entirely by our members. If you like what you learn at the Homestead, Jump over to our membership page on the website and sign up for the level that's right for you. For as little as the price of a fancy coffee a month, you can keep our programming coming. Go to www.thehomesteadcenter.org. That's www.thehomesteadcenter.org. And here's to looking back. 2018 began at the Homestead with our sixth annual Women's Wellness Retreat. We welcomed 35 women from all over the state and a few from out of state to our weekend on radical wellness. We chose this title because wellness in a culture that encourages us at every commercial and aisle of the grocery store to be unwell, it is a radical act. It's a rebellious act to choose health for yourselves and your families against a tidal wave of quicker and cheaper food, fitness, and healthcare. That is, as we know, it is initially cheaper. If you look at how much money we spend on diets, disease care, and fitness schemes, the cost is not cheap. We look at how to move from treatment to preventative practices each year at the Women's Wellness Retreat. Women make these decisions for ourselves and our families. But how do we find the time to make preventative practices a reality? Personally, I was still in the throes of getting an autoimmune flare under control, which was very ironic. (laughs) For over a year, my numbers had been through the roof, and I was covered in hives most nights. Just that month, I finally experienced some relief when I begged my husband, who's a physician, find something. There has got to be something. You are a very smart man. Please find something for me. Find anything. 
And what he found wasn't what I expected. We saw a documentary that started his search on, I think it was on Netflix, that was on water fasting. And he found some evidence that water fasting could reset the immune system. Now this sounded perfectly reasonable to me, probably because I was out of options. I had done everything from crazy autoimmune diets to lowering my stress or attempting to, and every line of pharmaceuticals that were available. The next line of drugs increased risks for cancer, and so I jumped in. Fasting is not starving. It's actually a very natural cleansing therapy practiced by almost every religion throughout history. In fact, until agriculture arrived on the scene, most of human history was spent in feast or famine mode. But I'm not saying it was easy. We've been researching this all year, and I'll soon have something to share with this community, so look for a link in the show notes if this is something that interests you. It can be a game changer, and it began the game change for me. February brought Mental Health Awareness Month, and we did our third annual online Beating Anxiety and Depression for Life course. The original teachers and I were in the editing stages of the book and workbook that came out of this original course, and we'll do the same thing this February if you're in need of, a, of some new tools. I have a podcast lined up with each author that, to give you specifics as well. This work is so important. This is one of the ones that I get emails weekly from saying, thank you. Thank you for giving me some tools. I didn't have any options that were working for me. I want to share this one. This was really special to me. Hi, I just finished reading your book, Beating Anxiety and Depression. I particularly love your quote from chapter nine. Quote, maybe learning to push through the discomfort is the thing we are missing at this point in our history. End quote. And, quote, these opposites cannot exist alone, but live in a tension that pulls us toward growth. End quote. He goes on to say, I've been in the darkest cloud this year, but it has been the most profound growing experience of my life. That's one of the themes of the book. We don't grow without darkness. We don't grow without challenge. It's one of the ironies of life. It's so frustrating and you can't see it in the middle of it, but you can see it on the tail end and you can see it when you're through it on the other side. And I really ex um, appreciated that this reader resonated with those words. I get emails a lot like this one. Thank you for giving me something, something I can do when this beast comes. And that was a lot of the point of writing the book. When I was in the throes of trying to figure out how to manage my depression and anxiety naturally, I wanted something I could do. And I wouldn't say that I'm free of these things, not by a long shot, but I do now know now what I can do when they rear up. They don't scare me anymore like they used to. I've learned to listen to see if they're telling me something that I need to hear, like slow down or get back on a healthy diet or let go of some old guilt or line up your actions with your values. I've also learned that some of the things that our brains tell us aren't very helpful. They are the ego playing a broken record over and over in our minds. And we can learn to shut it off. I never knew we had that choice. The mind is so powerful, but only if we're enlightened to how it works. I'll put a link to the online course for February in the show notes if you're ready to learn some new tools. And if you can hear Phoebus in the background, that's what the uh, family campout sounded like all night. In March and April, we moved outside at the homestead to teach gardening and how to find natural cleaners and personal care products. We also had our annual crawfish boil and the natural kids co-op got to plant an herb garden. We had a family camp out where our great Pyrenees that you just heard was so proud of himself for doing exactly that. He guarded all the families all night and nobody slept very much from the barking. Next time we're gonna capture him early. 
May and June brought our seventh year of summer day camps, which are arguably among the best things that we do at the homestead. I just do not get tired of watching kids get outside to learn new skills and have fun off of technology. It does not get old. We tried our first ever middle school camp, which I was kind of nervous about, but it actually was pleasantly surprising. It was easier in some ways. The kids kept up with their stuff. They amused themselves during breaks. They cleaned up after themselves. It was harder in other ways too, because you began to see the picking, pecking order playing out. We took the opportunity to address how being kind usually takes some form of courage. On a personal note, the gardens have shrunk and shrunk. As our kids get older and older, we get, we're just gone more. We're out of town. We're chasing two kids to two different leagues of soccer tournaments. And my daughter is now in the Girl Scouts, which by default, I am now the, one of the Girl Scout leaders, which is another load of, of different activities and weekends. But I don't mind because this is their time. It's going to go so fast. And for the next few years, we'll chase them. And maybe when they all fly the coop, we'll begin gardening more intensively again. We escaped the heat in July with Mike's family to take his dad to Germany where he was born and go to Switzerland. We spend so much time at the homestead trying to focus on sustainable living. But in Germany and Switzerland, it's just a natural part of life. Solar panels cover everything from grocery stores to barns. There are no bags at the grocery. If you forget your own, you carry your stuff out in your arms. You can stick bottles into these machines that give you euros after you've used them. And there are no GMOs, so you don't worry as much about the food. Cheese is made locally. Vegetables are grown within 100 miles. Most families have one car or use public transportation. One of the things I was most impressed with is that there's not much social distinction between bus drivers and accountants. All work is valued. Plumbers are like artisans, and civil servants are valued highly. Teaching is a very respected profession. I'm sure it's not perfect, but these are some of the things that I noticed and I admired. I was also in a pretty good frame of mind considering that I was healthy again and hive free. My daughter, who was diagnosed with a gluten allergy at age three, decided on her own at summer camp just before that trip that she was no longer allergic to gluten. And I swallowed down my terror in my chest and joined her as we ate croissants and pasta all across two countries. There weren't any immediate effects, but once we got home, she slowly reverted to her old products at the grocery store. She had a lot of colds all fall, and my miserable time of the month resumed. For us, gluten is now out again. We're looking into an ancient type of grain called einkorn and attempting to make sourdough out of it. I'll let you know how it goes. In August, we welcomed everyone back at our grass-fed barbecue with meat from board member Johnny Ray and his wife Deborah at High Hope Farms. The Nature Kids Co-op resumed with a pool party. And in September, board member Andrea Baha'i organized Homestead Day with over 200 participants in 30 sessions on home, parenting, and gardening. Board members Marion Sansing, Hiroko Clay, and Rosie Opadal hosted our first, but not our last, fermentation fair, complete with a crowned natto eating king. It was a huge success. And we traveled for soccer all over Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. November was full and busy with our fourth, I think it's our fourth Helping Hands project called Where Are the Books That Look Like Me? We have a whole podcast in the archives on that project. And needless to say, you guys did it again. You raised $25,000 toward making our larger community better. 
And again, I am just incredibly thankful to be among a group of people who sees that taking care of us and ours is important, but it's also important to take care of the larger world. I want to share our financial report for 2018 at the Homestead Center. Our largest part of the budget goes to teachers and presenters and camp counselors, $7,793. These are the people that teach classes, that monitor online courses, that lead camps or workshops at retreats. Food for events was our second highest budget item, which is no surprise, $4,198. A lot of the food is donated. For example, Johnny Ray and Deb donated the, the hamburgers at the grass-fed barbecue. But we do really focus on providing quality food at our events, and I don't mind spending that money. Materials for camps and events came to $1,200. We gave $2,200 through Helping Hands um, donations. They went into school. Most of that money went through Kickstarter, and that's not included in the budget. But $2,200 came out of the homestead toward a couple of schools that we wanted to support. Rent and cleaning came to $3,000. Insurance is $3,600. Our taxes were $285. The new membership system is $300 a year, and the website was $240. Total expenses for this year were $22,816. Y'all, I don't know another organization that does 60 events plus online um, workshops and events for $22,000. And the only reason we can do this is because we have such good board members who are working board members who carry out all the day-to-day -day weekly activities. None of them get paid. I don't receive any pay. It's because we love what we do and we believe in this organization and we believe that its presence is important in Mississippi. We believe that the community that it fosters is needed here and that the information that we share is vital to helping us raise our families in a way that is purposeful, that makes an impact, and that is fulfilling. So thank you for being part of that. We currently have 61 active family members, which is down from our usual number. We switched to the new membership system at the end of the spring, and everybody was automatically renewing every year, but we wanted to shrink that number, it had gone up to like $2,700 a year. And the membership system we have now is $300 a year. But people didn't jump into the new system as we expected them to. And so we really need you to do that. If you haven't done that yet, I'll tell you about a great opportunity soon. The membership system isn't as clean as it used to be. I have to do a lot of manual behind the scenes work. But to save the organization about $2,500 a year, I, I still think it's worth it. We also added an option where you can do annual payment or you can do monthly payment. And if you're out of town, you can just support. If you just like to listen to the podcast or get on the website, then you can just join for $4.99 a month. So we try to give you a lot of different options that work for your budget and your level of involvement at the homestead. But I do know one thing. I know that the amount of output that we give as an organization way exceeds just about any other organization I've been a part of. And I'm very proud of that, and I'm very thankful to the board members that make that happen. And I'm thankful to you all for appreciating that and supporting us throughout the years. Looking ahead into 2019, for myself, I'm about to do my annual January reset. I do this every January, and you can do this online with me if you're a member. 
We clear out sugar, alcohol, caffeine, unhealthy carbs, clean out our pantries. I'm trying to clean out my house as well. And we give our guts a rest and we just load up on good foods that really feed us. It's only hard for about three days and the feeling of energy levels rising always makes it worth it. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well if you're interested in joining me. I'm done writing for a while. I'm going to tend to what I have produced and help people find it. I'll finish editing book two and three of the Big Monty series with my co-author and try to get it out into school libraries. Writing is hard and tedious, and the editing process is brutal. I don't mind it, though, if I feel like I'm giving content or stories that mean something that help people in, in a certain way. But I think I'm going to take a break for a while because I really like this podcast medium. I'm not good at it, and I, I don't really, that doesn't bother me because I enjoy it. I feel like it's a quick way to get content out and reach a wider audience, and I like the learning process of it. And I appreciate you all being patient with us as we learn. I had no idea how to do this, but I knew that I can write a book in six months. I can do a podcast in a day. (laughs) I can record it, edit it, and publish it in a day. And so I thought, this is really a new way that people like to devour content. I learned so much from podcasts in the car, driving my kids all over the place. I've probably downloaded, you know, 4,000 hours worth of publishing info, health info, how to do podcast info, how to do a Kickstarter campaign info. And I just think it's a really modern way to absorb content while you're doing other things. It's, it's multitasking and it fits into our lifestyles that are, are busier, for better or worse, busier and busier. I'd love to hear what topics that you are interested in dealing with on this podcast concerning health, home, and community. And if you have ideas for people to interview in 2019, I'd love to hear those too. We've got several lined up, but I'm always interested in, in talking with people that are they're making our worlds better and making their worlds better and giving us tools to make our worlds better. Please email me at thehomesteadms at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on Twitter at Allison Bueller MS. I talked about that we'll be turning our vegetable garden into a perennial herb garden this year. I'm about to put in my seed order and I love ordering seeds. It's like some women are into jewelry. I'm into seed catalogs. I'll be adding the starts to our citrus in the greenhouse this winter. And we just have to admit again at this stage in our lives that we don't have the time that we did when our kids were little. And this is amusing to me because I thought when the kids were little that It was the hardest time of our lives. It's not hard in the same way, but it is still very committed. It's time commitment and it's okay. Again, I said earlier, this is their time and I don't want to miss this time. I don't want to try to do things that um, take away from being able to be with them. And so for now, it's whatever pops up on its own in our garden. We have blueberries, asparagus, blackberries, the pear trees and figs and herbs. They just sustain themselves on their own. And that's what I love about these, these, um, these plants. And so I'm just going to be looking at ones that are kind of self self care, self or very low maintenance, maybe no maintenance at this point in my life. And I'll let you know how that goes. At the homestead, we have so many events coming up and I'm so thankful because these are going to happen without me taking them on personally. Every board member takes on one to two events that they want to make happen and they're responsible for those. And so again, I just really want you to tell them thank you when you see them. We're starting in January with the Women's Wellness Retreat. There are still about six spots left 
on um, open for that. So if you're interested in finding a community of women that will be very supportive, then please sign up for that. We are online on the events page. We have a gluten-free cooking and gut health workshop in February. There's a pruning, planning, and canning workshop planned for March. Our crawfish boil is in April. We have a glow hike coming up with Mr. Evan leading uh, supposedly glow sticks around in the woods with kids and families. He's also leading a men's camping trip. And I have a new retreat that is with author Susan Cushman. She wrote a book called Second Blooming that had almost every phenomenal Southern writer featured in it this year. And several of those people are coming to present at that retreat the first weekend in March. I'll get that up on the website in the next week. But Susan is just a, a new, new literary friend of mine who is doing amazing things. And Second Blooming is all about starting over. So some of the people are writing about dealing with illnesses, the death of a loved one, a divorce, um, retirement, all those kind of issues, the transitions in our lives that make us kind of reevaluate and say, who am I now? What do I do in this stage of my life? Our crawfish boil is, is in April, and we're having a natural health expo in May. The kids' camps will be listed in March, and we're having one camp the last week in May and the first two weeks in June this year. In July, we're having our first ever reset fasting and re-entry retreat, and that, I talked a little bit about that at the beginning. If that's something you're interested in, please keep your eye on the website and the Facebook page for information about that. Really, for people with autoimmune issues, for people with prediabetes, if you're looking for um, metabolism, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, all these things are really uh, jump-started, I think, by fasting, and we want to teach you how to do that in a safe, um, effective way. It sounds like a lot, but again, the reason we can do this is because of our board members. So I wanted to tell you about a way to join the homestead this spring if you haven't joined the new membership system. We're offering a $50 family membership that includes Eating with the Seasons Winter Potluck, our Pruning, Planning, Canning Workshop, the Gluten-Free Cooking Gut Health Workshop, the Family Night Hike, Eating with the Seasons Spring Potluck, the Crawfish Boil, the Natural Health Expo, and a Family Pool Party. That's all for $50 a family. Join us at www.thehomesteadcenter.org. And then on the homepage, you'll, you can hit join now. I posted this on our Facebook page yesterday. I want to close with something that I think is so special about the homestead. At the close of the year, I'm thinking about how we separate ourselves, how we listen for the words that help us cross people off our lists too liberal, too conservative, too crunchy, too mainstream, too white, too uneducated, too religious, not religious enough, too... The homestead has been a place that defies categorization. Homeschoolers potluck with public school advocates. Libertarians take garden classes next to socialists. Lesbians hug conservative Christians and exchange emails while they learn about self-care. People of color feel welcome by self-proclaimed rednecks at the writer's retreat.
There are things we can agree on here. Taking care of our families, our land, ourselves, our communities. We're more alike than we want to admit. I'm urging myself in 2019 to push myself into uncomfortable situations, to be a bridge, to hold my judgment, to find something I like about someone I want to cross off. Will you join me? Thank you for joining me this afternoon, and I hope you'll join me in the new year. I hope that we can all be a bridge. And when we focus on the things that matter, when we take away all the labels and the layers, there is a whole lot we can agree on in 2019. And I hope yours is a good one. Thank you.